Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week we are talking about all the games that were announced at the Summer Games Fest. Summer Game Fest Live, I believe is what uh, it's called. Because I think that I think that this is still one of those situations where it's real confusing, and they're calling Summer Game Fest the entirety of like June or something like that. And oh my uh, gosh! And so everything's going to be under that banner. But the this is the the only like big event. Like this is the main event. So it's the Summer Game Fest Live. Uh, yeah. Like I'm also like. Uh, curious why they decided to do this in the middle of the week. Uh, it's kind of baffling to me. Yeah, as opposed to like, I mean, literally just like wait a couple days you're on the weekend. Um, other yeah. than like Xbox is on Sunday, and so they want to probably get out before Xbox. But no, I thought they announced. I thought Summer Games Fest announced first. No, I think I think Xbox announced for, but I mean, like either. So do it on Saturday. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's what I was wondering. It was like, okay, well, like, so why not just make it the weekend? The other thing of that is, is like you would, like this is usually like E three, like this is the E three replacement. You know, you know, is the uh, is is basically this time slot is usually E three, so everybody's going to announce things right now, um, and this would technically be the first thing like you know how like e3 is monday through wednesday or thursday or something like that right and then like oh xbox does a sunday conference because it's before e3 and then people started gradually like working their way earlier and earlier i think this is the is like the earliest one that like exists um if if e3 was still happening um yeah like it's 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 uh it's odd that it's this early man Totally. Um, so anyway, we'll talk about that a little bit later. There's some cool games uh, to talk about. Uh, but first, John, what have you been up to this week? Man, this week, um, other than watching uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, I've been playing, uh, which I'm still very much, very much enjoying Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, totally. And uh, it, there are some really cool things going on in like this most recent episode where it's like, ooh, there's uh, some intrigue happening and some, you know, like, well, well, what is happening in this in this like Star Wars universe uh, in this time period? Stuff like that. So mind blowing things where you're like, ooh, what are the possibilities here that laying the groundwork for other things? Anyway, um, but I've been playing Spider-Man Miles Morales, um, which I've had for a while, uh, but I just haven't like taken the time to dive into and just do because basically what happened was I got Miles Morales and I, I played through the DLC for Spider-Man, the original P Spider-Man PS4, um, and uh, but it was I mean, it's on PS5, so it's the remastered version of Spider-Man, uh, the video game, and uh, and after I played through that, I was like, well, I'm going to take a break for a minute before I start Miles Morales, and so now, break over, started Miles Morales. It is a fantastic game, Chris. It is better than... Nice. Any of the other uh, Insomniac Spider-Man stuff, um, like the DLC, better than that, better than the main game. Like it's it, it, the way that it's all paced out, the way that the abilities work, the way that the upgrades work, the way that each of the uh, collectibles and things like that work. It feels super honed into like what was fun about each of those different iterations and kind of removed all of the pain points um with the that were maybe a little grindier a little like ah that feels like you know throwaway or whatever and uh really kind of hones it down into a really awesome game <laughs> nice that's awesome i never played that one i'm gonna so I still don't have a ps5 but i'm pretty sure it wasn't there a ps4 version yes there's a ps4 version and I should, uh, I should, um, I should play it. Yes, you should. Those PS4 versions of these games that, that they're bringing out to PS5 still look really good. Like I've looked at the graphics comparisons, like they they still look really good. They have like more loading time, obviously, because it's not an SSD. But like that's fine just to play these games. You know, like it's it's uh, you know the the ray tracing isn't there. Like that was one other thing. Like today or or maybe it was this 
last night that I was playing, I, I encountered an area where like there's a challenge, um, a combat challenge on this rooftop where there's these uh, glass windows, kind of like, think of like an H, right? Like, and, and so you're basically, uh, it's a building that is an H. And you, they had me set up for a, uh, a combat challenge on the middle part of the H. And so on either side, you have these big glass uh, towers and like the reflections, like as I was just like looking at this, like the ray tracing of those reflections is amazing um, on the PS5. And like as I was just doing this battle, I, I uh, a few times like I, I made mistakes because I was so like, man, it's amazing. Like this, these reflections look so realistic. So um, it's a it's a fantastic looking game. So no ray tracing on the other uh, past gen stuff, but I, everything else like the gameplay is the same. Like it's still 30 frames per second. It's still like is gorgeous. Um, maybe just you know not quite as gorgeous. The interesting thing is PlayStation's been doing this thing where they will do like target rather than 30 frames per second and then all of these ray tracing things. They'll target like 40 frames per second and then all the ray tracing things. Um, which I actually like that. Like it, it makes it feel um, like you're not giving up any visual fidelity, but they're like basically trying to max out the frame rate. And then they've just now recently done the variable refresh rate with the TV, which should have been at launch. They should have had that support at launch, but the variable refresh rate thing has really like increased the, um, what I perceive as like visual f- fidelity and the the frame rate of the the box because like whenever it was out of sync with my tv i felt like it was a little bit more stuttery like a little bit like i was like this is like making me a little bit nauseous um at 30 frames per second so let me amp it up to to 60 but as it is now with the variable refresh rate everything is like smooth as butter it's really nice nice that's awesome but that's um, what i've been up to what have you been up to chris Oh, okay, cool. Well, uh, so um, a couple things. First, yeah, I've been watching Obi-Wan Kenobi. Super pumped about that. Um, I'm, I'm excited to review it. I'm probably going to do what I did this time. So I hmm. we, I watched the first two episodes together. Yep. And then I waited and didn't watch the third episode when it came out and watched three and four together. Hmm. I Unless just like I just feel like people are going crazy and it's getting real spoilery or something. But I haven't really encountered that with this series yet. Uh and I think it's mainly because we all know we're like, I mean, obviously Obi-Wan is in the other yeah. movies. So it's, it's you know, the prequel problem, like you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, but like, I love it. I, yeah. I, anyway, st- still I'm like, this is what I've been waiting for. Like for like ever since we rerouted Star Wars, like this is the yep. story I wanted. Like I honestly, I, I am a little bummed and hope that maybe they do a season two. Like I, I could just watch this till the in- end of times. Dude. Like, Obi Wan is great. The fact that it's only six episodes is I like, know. oh, it makes it makes my like it makes my heart hurt. <laughs> uh, yeah, Obi Wan's great. Uh, Ewan McGregor is great. I also like. I it makes me. I know I've said this for a long time, but it, it makes me want a Darth Vader series. Yes, um, I know, dude. Uh, dude, some so, of the coolest things in the comics are Darth Vader. Like I know, centric. I know. Uh, anyway, super loving it. It's like anyway. The uh, the interesting thing I've been up to, John. So I think it was was it last week we talked about Lifeline, or two weeks ago we talked about Lifeline. It was <laughs> was that last week? It basically no, took it over took over our pick of the week as like you yeah. know this third pick of the week. Well, I um, so I just I whenever it was later that night, I picked it up, I downloaded it, and started the original game again and played it. Finally finished it the other night. It's um, real good, isn't it? Yeah, and I had forgotten. Uh, I had forgotten 100% how it ends. <laughs> it um, ends in a really crazy way. Well, like, and, I, and I'm curious. I guess we can say, say spoilers for if anyone's ever going to play Lifeline. It's a, it's a text-based adventure game that you, you're you basically being texted uh, to by a space explorer. Yeah. Um, slightly kind of a horror game. Yeah, it's really well um, written. Very well written, yeah. So skip forward if you're going to play it or whatever, because I'm going to spoil the the Indian that I got at least. So I know, I think the original, I, I, as I went through it, I remember, okay, I actually like died one time, like mm-hmm. at real early on the first time I played it, because like one of the first decisions you have to make, help him make is, is he going to sleep out by the, uh, 
the the engine, which is um, radioactive and uh, like it's, it's warmer off. out there. It's warm, yeah, but it's also like letting off radiation. Right. So, and I he's like, will you look up, you know, how much, you know, if 150 rads over the course of eight hours will like kill you? And I like looked it up and like, and I even looked it up again, and that's what triggered me remembering. Oh, I've done this before because you look it up and it's like, okay, well, in real life, it wouldn't kill you, but it would make you real sick. To, to like the point where you're like throwing up and you need like I, an IV and you need like close medical support. And I was so like, I remember the first time I did it, I was like, no, he should not sleep out there. <laughs> and then he died <laughs> at night in yeah. the cold. Yeah. Uh, and so then, the, so this time I like, oh yeah, I remember he has to sleep out there and then nothing will really happen. He does throw up. Yeah. He, gets, like, real, he gets sick, but not like, not like not he would from in that real necessarily. life. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So anyway, like, and I don't remember, I don't really remember, uh, I think I made it to this ending as well, like, and I don't remember, I think there's probably other times you can die, and you can probably have them do stupid things, like, not press forward, or just, like, stay somewhere stupid, or I don't know, Um, but the ending I got to was where he ends up escaping in the escape, um, in the escape uh, rescuer's ship. And uh, he doesn't give in to the green-eyed aliens and um, all that. And then they're like they're discussing and uh, calling in like a nuke strike or something like that on the on the moon. Um, and he had discovered, you know, they're like pulling people in for the host bodies and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So that's why is that what you got to? That that is definitively like I think I went back and I got all of the endings, but that is not the ending that I got initially. Oh, what is the ending you got um, initially? I, the ending I got initially was like basically, uh, you know, assimilated with the alien situation and became like I think he like became like the leader of the aliens in some weird way. Like it's like he got like I don't know like superpowers or something like where it was like. Oh no! Now he's the he's the the villain, you know, or whatever. Like, yeah, the astronaut became like the the villain. Uh, explain that again. He, did he give? He did he become a host for the? He, yes, but it was like, okay. he, but he, but they were like a special, like it was it was a special host. Um, like the way that that one ended up, I believe, like where it's like I I was like, oh man, like that's like that's like dark. Where like. This astronaut gives in to the the aliens and then completely uh, becomes the villain here, you know. So cool. Uh, so I think yours so is probably then, so the then canon, how did you, canon. Did you have to start ending? the beginning? To, yeah, did you have to start the beginning to go back? I don't think so. I think there was like a there was like a decision tree that you could go back to. I don't think you can alter your decisions. Like Ooh. I've gone back and it keeps your decisions, but they're like locked in. Weird. I think you man. would have had to have gone back to the beginning. I did, man. I mean, I can't change my 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 decisions right now. Fascinating. I like I I somewhat remember like being able to like go back to certain. Oh, decisions hang on, and hang make on. Other I'm looking decisions. at it right now. You can okay. You can um, if it it just it'll it'll erase all of your stuff. Yes, yeah, so from that point, that point on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So like, I think yeah, I ended so up like, going back and getting the ending that you got. Mm-hmm. Um, just and as, out of curiosity. Sure I'm pretty sure that that's the same ending I got the first time too. Like I I, mm-hmm. I I remembered it like as it was happening. I'm like, oh yeah, super interesting. Uh, so anyway, I went back. It's it's definitely worth playing. Uh, I'm playing there. They had really they've released a uh, I forget what they called it like a epilogue to it. Oh that really? Helps that sets up the next one. Oh Li- cool. Uh, Lifeline two. So I'm playing through that right now, dude. And then um, I yeah. need to get on that. Because right. I still have it downloaded. Like, I still have it on my phone. Like, it's not, like, on my phone, but you know how it is. It's, like, keeps the save data on your phone. So I'm sure I'd be able to jump in right where I, like, left off. Um, but it's, like, yeah, yeah, I uh, I, I need, to, need to do the epilogue. Because, like, because they continue on the story of that particular, like, astronaut, right? Like, there's, there's like, a second one that has that one in it. But it's not Lifeline 2 because Lifeline 2 just completely changed settings. So, yeah, I'm... Uh... I'm I'm excited. Well, I don't think Lifeline Two. I was trying to look just now. I don't think Lifeline Two is a completely different setting, because it has a picture of a space guy on it. Oh, whenever I, whenever I was looking at it, I don't think like there was there were all those there were those other. Yeah. Hang on. Let me let me pull it up. There were a lot of those other ones. Yeah. Lifeline Two is the fantasy one. Is what I have on my phone. Um, where it's a okay. picture of a hand is the icon. No, no, no. 
I th- I th- we went through this last time. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so, we this... so we don't have to rehash it. <laughs> Lifeline. Okay, Silent Night. Is this the sequel? Hang that on. seems like the sequel. Okay, Lifeline, Silent Night, blah, 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 blah. Fate of, Fate of Taylor. So he's he's in this one. So it's yeah. one of the sequels. But which one's, which one's the next one? So Silent Night came out in... There were three of them. There was a trilogy. Oh, wait, hang on. It's halfway to Infinity, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Okay, so this is... Um, uh, when did this come out? How do I figure that out? Uh, release date, cause 2016. Okay, so then the first original Lifeline. This is fascinating radio. First original Lifeline uh, came out in. Well, no, now it's got a copyright of 2021, so <laughs> it came out first. Yeah. Then there was. Um, oh my gosh! How do I know which one I'm supposed to play next? It's the worst. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna visit the Lifeline wiki from fandom, okay? Yeah, because so one of them is halfway to infinity. Uh-huh, that's uh-huh. that's, and then the other one is Lifeline Silent Night. They both star Taylor. Yep. Which is so the, we have the we have, we have here's one. here's the series. Lifeline. This is from the Lifeline wiki on okay. fandom or whatever. So Lifeline, right. the first entry into the series, the player assists Taylor with survival on a barren moon. Lifeline 2 is the second game in the series, and you're assisting uh, Arika Lanfear in avenging her family's death. So that one's not related to the, nope. to the astronaut. Nope. Then they have Lifeline Silent Night, a direct sequel to the original Lifeline game. The Great. player joins okay. back with Taylor to assist with an unknown vessel coming into contact with the ship Taylor is on board. Okay. Great. Then we have Lifeline Whiteout, fourth entry in the series. The player helps V. Adams to uncover his past amidst a freezing environment. That has nothing to do with the astronauts. I remember we were talking about that one. That one is like an Arctic horror adventure, Arctic uh, thriller. Um, then we have Lifeline Crisis Line, fifth entry in the series. The player is to help t- uh, a t- help text volunteer connect with... Alex Esposito, a police detective in Austin, Texas, who is involved in a strange case related to a murder. So that one has nothing to do one? with our, our Flatline? That was Crisis Line. Oh, Crisis. I don't even see that one. Oh, here yeah. it is. I and then it. we have Lifeline Flatline, direct sequel to Lifeline Silent Night with Taylor. Ooh, so there's four Taylor so, games. No, so that's three Taylor games. That would be make it three. Oh, this is three. And then but the see, last one is the fourth one. So the, the Lifeline Halfway into Infinity is a direct sequel to Lifeline Silent Night as well. Okay, what? How can they both be sequels to Silent Night? <sighs> I don't know. Flatline. I gotta figure this out. Lifeline Flatline. It, one of these is wrong because they have basically the same exact text. This says, hang on. This so the description. This is not, yeah. Yeah. Flatline okay. Is not, Flatline is not has nothing to do with the astronaut. It's halfway to okay. infinity. That's the third one. Okay, so it goes Lifeline, Lifeline Silent Night, which sounds like a Christmas one, man. Yep. But then the Lifeline Halfway to Infinity, which sounds more more spacey. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to keep going, you know, like I've played this one. I'm going to keep going with the Taylor stories uh, and uh, let you know how they go. Yeah, yeah, it, it is kind of telling to me that they keep revisiting Taylor, and no, they mean, don't. Re- they aren't revisiting any of the other ones. I mean, like, how do you? How do you? It's just a great premise, you know. Like, a, it, yeah. it makes more sense than the fact that you're actually somehow helping a detective. Sure. A and yeah, and it makes you know medieval. It, it feels like there could be ongoing like storyline where it's like more so than somebody who's on the Arctic Circle or whatever, you know. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm even looking at like the oh uh, the whiteout has pretty good reviews. I mean, it's um, it sounded like the doesn't have a really good one. Good reviews. The second Crisis one I dropped off of. Good reviews. You you played the wait which one? Lifeline. I played 2? Lifeline two. Yeah. Okay, I dropped that's off the one that's like the the medieval one. Yeah, it's like a and that that was one of those things where I was like I was trying it because I really liked the first one, but the yeah. second one being the fantasy setting, like everyone knows. I'm more of a sci-fi fan than a, than a fantasy fan. And yeah. so fell off of that one. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's, that's the main thing cool. uh, I've been up to was, was playing and, and finishing that. I also went back and I've been, uh, I finally finished the campaign for uh, call of duty 
uh, Black Ops Cold War that came out not this past year, but the year before. I, I had love never how they had the camp- campaign. <laughs> I had fallen off the campaign, and um, I went back and finished it. And uh, actually, I really, really enjoyed. Uh, there was probably one of my favorite uh, levels in all of the Call of Duty franchise in the nice. back half of that campaign. Yeah, oddly nice. enough, um, I never I like. Th- and this is, you know, I, I not. I don't want to get super far in the weeds, but the thing that I never really liked about the Black Ops series that I still don't like a Black Ops series is like it just like jumps around mm-hmm. through time so much that mm-hmm. I get real confused as to what's happening. And like, I still don't really like this. This one had, I think the, the, the best like story that kind of halfway made sense throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. Um, because they kind of kept it focused around one, one, uh, villain and like, you're kind of tracking him through time. Um, and it wasn't as like, Mind bendy, like I liked the original Black Ops. That was a good one, and yep. then and then uh, not Black Ops. Yeah, Black Ops. Yeah, Black Ops. And then one. and then this one I think is probably uh, my second favorite. But it has this. Um, basically, you're under you you get put like under uh, this like mind control drug. Like you've been mind controlled. Obviously, it's Black Ops, so you're always mind controlled. And um, it's kind of kind of pulls uh, you know kind of I'm spoiling this this game right now, it's but totally fine. it it kind of pulls a um, uh, Bioshock where it's like, would you kindly is the trigger phrase to get you yep. to do things in that game. There's a trigger phrase in this game that you realize, oh, they've been saying this whole time, every single time something happens, and like, oh crap, you know, like I've been mind controlled, you know, oh no, <laughs> uh, I wasn't expecting that. But then there's a uh, they put you under to try to like pull some information out of you um, and you're like drugged and they're like saying like basically there's the, the story of your memory is getting narrated to you to try to lead you to a place where you will give up some information. That sounds suspiciously and, like black ops one, but, but like, but like, you know, it's happening beforehand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of like that, but like, okay. So like the, the best part is though, it's, I mean, there is a kind of, it was kind of like that. Although, like, so in this story, if, you know, he says you pick up the AK-10 or whatever it is, I can't remember what it is, and then, but, and then you pick up, you know, a, a uh, SNG instead, it's like, oh, so, nope, you picked up the SNG, I guess, you know, like, and it, like, cool. you can choose to obey or not obey, and depending on uh, what pattern of um, obey versus not obey you go through, there are seven different possible scenarios that happen i love four it di- with four different distinct endings i love in it. this one level super cool That's because really like cool. And, and and so like and i went back and you know there's an achievement for getting all like seeing all the they call, i think they call them scenarios seeing all the scenarios and getting all four endings there's two different achievements associated with it so i played through this level like uh i think three or four different times to to see everything um, but it's crazy. Like it's, it's so cool. And like the way that it builds on itself and that like, the way that like, okay, like you can decide to completely disobey everything that they're trying to get you to do. And it mm. leads you to an entirely like differently, like wildly different place than if you obey them. And like, if you go one place, it you fall down like this cave and, uh, you know, it's like real horror esque. You just have a flashlight and, uh, you, I think you lost your weapon and um, you get like attacked by zombies, <laughs> and it's kind of like a zombie teaser. That's awesome. And yeah, like it's just it was a really cool level. Like we haven't really seen that kind of stuff in uh, Call of Duty before. Everything's usually pretty linear. Yeah. Um. And uh, and it was uh, really really cool to to play through that. There's also like a choice you make at the very end of the, and we may have had something like this before. I just can't remember exactly where where it would be. I think like maybe Black Ops Three had some branching paths or something, but. Um, at the very end of the campaign, you can either, after they mind control you, you, they find the information that they want to know, then you can decide whether or not to uh, lie and basically uh, become a bad guy at the end, and then you play one ending of the game, or you can choose to tell the truth and become a good guy, and uh, you get a completely different ending to the game. Interesting. So that part was cool too, yeah. Dude, I love that. I love like, and that's that type of thing. Like, that type of thing will will make me like play a game like where it's. And so I kind of wish that there was, 
they leaned into that even in like some of the marketing and things like that. Some sometimes I feel like the Call of Duty games they have such unique things within some of the campaigns, but like they don't like put that on on the box or they don't like tell you like in the marketing somehow that like in uh, Infinite Warfare, for example, you like pilot a spaceship, <laughs> you know, right. like and so like. I didn't know about that until after the fact, and I was like, all right, well, I gotta play that campaign. So, like, you know, there are just like unique things within those campaigns that, uh, that I, I, whenever I finally hear about them, I'm like, well, that'll make me wanna play that, play that campaign. Um, just for the, like certain levels. Cause, like, that's the, the, the thing about like a lot of Call of Duty games is that, like, okay, overall, so, so many of the campaigns are like point A to point B and shoot a lot of stuff in between, right? But, like, then there's the one-off missions, like, all gillied up, or, like, there's the, you know, like, this type of a mission, or, like, the space missions in Infinite, you know, like, where it's just, like, these stand out, like, they burn their way into your brain of, like, really unique either uh, setups and settings, or something you've just never seen before, or, like, yeah, you know, it's just very, very memorable single levels, where it's, like, I couldn't tell you where any of those things kind of fit within the storyline of whatever overall game. Um, aside from maybe like modern warfare two, I could probably recite you, you know, the, uh, the entirety of that story. Um, but like, other than that, like there are just some really cool single set piece levels. Um, like modern warfare three, like there's the, uh, like I forget what's happening, but you're in like a juggernaut suit and you're running, you know, like, uh, like walking into a big, big skyscraper building, you know? Um, oh yeah. And like, there's just like things like that where it's just like these standout single moments or single levels. And, uh, and I, I like those, but so many times it's like, you have to go through the whole game and it's like, if I don't know what I'm getting at the end of it, I I drop off. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I and I like I love first person shooters, so I'll kind of like uh, I like I, I for the most part I will play them all the way through. I just kind of like I get I get lost when like so what they were doing was like um, they actually you could you could play like some levels at different times and like depending like you kind of had to collect some intelligence to unlock other levels and all that kind of stuff. And, like interesting, it, it was just it was more like involved than a normal call of duty is and so it kind of like I, I was like okay i actually have to figure some things out here i can't just like sit here and play level after level after level after level sure like i kind of like sometimes i like the mind numbingness of it i just like move on to the story <laughs> yeah. i don't have to think too much right um, right and uh and so um i just get to experience it you know it's more of a just a like, roller coaster ride i get to experience a movie movie i get to experience that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh and so i that's why i kind of press pause on that because i'm like okay i don't I didn't know what the next step was and I had to figure it out. And I'm like, okay, this is, <laughs> I got to figure some stuff out before I play this again. So I actually fell off. I mean, that's why I didn't finish it when it came out two years ago, almost now a uh, year and a half ago. Uh, but finally, finally did. And uh, I'm glad I did. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy, I, we'll talk about like, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 later um, with, uh, with the, uh, the, the news coming out of um, Summer Games Fest. But I, uh, I enjoy Call of Duty as a whole. Well, Chris, I think that means it's time for the news! The news, the news John. So, uh, Summer Games Fest live today. Um, and we're just going to run down. Um, which article do you want to use? There's a Kotaku article and there's the IGN article. Man, and so here's the, here's the deal. Like, I, I took notes while I was doing it. And so, like, let's, let's do... I would say let's do whichever one seems like it might be in order. So, so okay, you think well, the here, let me read, one's in order? Yeah, let me read some of the like the names. Let me see if this is in order with what, yeah, what you saw. Okay, so they have Neon White first, then High Water. No, that's not then, in order at all. Okay, <laughs> great. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So let's just go off of the IGN one, I guess, because that's one it. we both were looking at earlier. All right. Um, yeah. Let's do it, Chris. So we're going to run down. There's going to be some that we like just barely like talk about at all because like it's just like ah, it didn't interest me or like we basically don't know anything about it. Um, I'll call out one on here specifically where it's like I watched the trailer, still no at like absolutely zero about the game. Like what's I have no idea. No idea what the game is. But um, the first thing that I like a, like that struck me and you can if I miss anything, hit me, uh, hit, you know, be like, hey. Hold up, you missed this. But we have Aliens, uh, a new Aliens game. 
and it looks yeah. real scary. Yeah, it looks super cool. Um, I mean, it's, it, so this is the first of several horror games we're going to talk about. Dude, on, so uh, many horror games. So many horror games, which, I mean, I think I've always, always uh, kind of like talked about on, on um, the podcast. Like, I love the idea of horror games and horror movies. And then like, uh, I like. I think I like the idea of them a lot of times more than I like the actual experience of it because I get real scared. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's the thing. Uh, like with me <laughs> in particular, it's I. I love so many of them because like the the mechanics can be like super out there and interesting and like and whatever. But then the thing is, I don't like gaming and being stressed while I'm playing a yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I always I play games I, to relax a lot of times. And, and here's the thing: like the horror games, a lot of times end up being some of my favorite games. Yeah. You know, yeah. Alien Isolation, great game, one of my favorite yeah. games. Scary as all get out. <laughs> um, Fear, like one of my favorite ga- first-person shooters of yeah, all time. And Fear is literally in the name. <laughs> yeah, and Fear, but also scary as all get out. I mean, Bioshock, like as as uh, you know, like um, as as like. Art Deco and cool as it seems, it's actually a pretty scary game. It's a pretty scary uh, game. More my favorite, some of my favorite games. Even like you know, you think about like the the scary side of like Red Dead Redemption with the undead mm. nightmare stuff. One of my favorite parts of the game, you know. So like, yeah, Gears of I War. I always end up. Yeah, Gears of War is less scary to me. That's more <laughs> like just like yeah, uh, gory and um, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, it's, it's more of an action game to me. Yeah, it's creepy. Like, but like, but but at the end of the day, you like you're just as much of a threat in that game as anything else. You know, totally, <laughs> totally. But anyway, so like, I all these horror games we're going to talk about. I love the ideal of all of them. In my mind, I'm like, I want to play all these. Mm-hmm. In reality, I'm probably going to play one. Yeah, yeah, and and maybe <laughs> barely make it through that because it's so scary. <laughs> Oh man! So another thing, like the next thing I have on my list, Chris, is uh, Street Fighter Six. They did some Street Fighter Six stuff. We, that, this was revealed back at the uh, PlayStation um, State of Play. This last, uh, I guess, it was a few days ago at this point, and it looks really like a really cool str- uh, fighting game. I'm not like yeah. a big fighting game person, but uh, it especially has... not for like uh, Street. Um, what, what is it? Street Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter. Yes, that's what I was about to say. But I was like, for some reason, my brain was like, nope, not the title. <laughs> Uh, it's just not Street Fighter. Like, I mean, I'm not a huge fighting game person. Not good at them. I enjoy them. I think they're fun. Mm-hmm. I'm way more likely to play something like Mortal Kombat or um, DC. Uh, what is it called? DC. Why can't I think of anything? Um, <laughs> the oh, DC game, fighting uh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Injustice. Injustice. Yes, I'm way more likely to play Injustice or uh mortal Kombat than i am just like a straight up fighter like i and i like i like those because i like the stories i like the worlds this this uh, one Street has a single player like story mode to it as well and that was like one of the, the more unique things and it looked like it had like some uh some three like third person like action gameplay i don't know it, it Check it out, everybody! Check out this the Street Fighter stuff. Um, it looked like this is the most like appealing a Street Fighter game has been. Um, and there's also a cool little feature about it where like the announcers will like will narrate your match if you want them to. Like you can turn on that feature and off that feature. Um, similar to how like sports games have like announcers or whatever uh, do you know do those types of things um, for like FIFA or um, Madden or whatever. Um, the next thing I have on the list, Chris, we have the Callisto Protocol, which is another horror game, and it looks pretty cool. Yeah, did I watch this one? This was you? the one with a sci-fi vibe. It's got really a lot of gore. You watch, oh, yeah, yeah, you watch, yeah. like yep. it's got zombies yep. and aliens and all sorts of goopy, gross nonsense that I, I just nope my way right out of. Yeah, uh, yeah, agreed. <laughs> the next thing on my list is Call of Duty Modern Warfare yes. Two. Okay, so I'm gonna I won't belabor the point because you talked about Call of Duty already. But man, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the series, just the original series, Modern Warfare One, Two, and Three, uh, some of my favorite games of all time. Just like it's a great trilogy, loved them all. Um, had some of the most classic Call of Duty um, moments, set pieces, maps. Um, I mean, it's, it's great. 
the remake two years ago or three years ago at this point, I guess, um, was uh, like just as good. Um, had some of the best uh, modern um, levels, like where you're basically like, I think I've talked about you're going in at night with night vision and you're clearing houses. And um, it is, uh, it, it takes like, takes you and makes you feel like you're like kind of in that environment. It's like really cool. Um, brings back some of our favorites like soap and um, price and uh, just tells a new story with them. The sequel to that, super excited about it. Super pumped for it. Um, this it looks the game looks great. I haven't watched this whole they they played a whole like level. They showed a whole mm -hmm. level and I haven't watched the whole thing yet. It's like 20 minutes long. Um, but I'm so excited about it, so pumped about it. Um, Dude, the graphics look really good. Like, this is the I best know. the Call of Duty has ever looked. And I feel like, you know, that's not always the case, like, from game to game, like, where sometimes it, like, plateaus. This feels like it's just, like, that next level even more um, Well, and, like, this is, inf this is Infinity Ward. Like, this is, like, this is the... Uh, they've always been, like, their top-tier studio. I think the only time that they really weren't... And I can't even remember if they developed this game now... Was Call of Duty Ghosts? Was that Infinity Ward? Uh, either that or Sledgehammer. I can't remember. Uh, you might be right with Sledgehammer. Anyway, um, Infinity Ward, like they just, they, um, they d really like hold the, the, the campaign like up as like this is our thing. Whereas I feel like, um, Treyarch, it's for Treyarch, it's like zombies. Like they are like all in. Like they are the originators of zombies and that like they're great at zombies. Mm -hmm. Um and uh anyway, Infinity War does such a great job with this. And I and I know there's so many other studios working on this game as well. Right. Um with I mean at this point, that. like they're they kind of all contribute, you know, at least at yeah. least a little bit as they cross the finish line there. The other crazy thing is like when you think about like I mean, they've kind of already teased that um next year we might not get a a uh, Call of Duty game, first time in you know ten years or something like that, that we wouldn't get a an annual Call of Duty game. Um, now that they've been bought by uh, Microsoft, it's still gonna be multi-platform at least through the next three. I think mm -hmm. is the the thing. But um, so like this might be the last campaign we get for a hot second for uh, for Call of Duty. Um, they're Which I think bring, is you know, fine. Like the reports coming out of like Activision were that it was it's it it has over the past few years like just increasingly been a nightmare to be a annualized. You know, yeah, um, from a development standpoint for sure. And I, and I get it. Like just as a fan, you know, like I mean, where I I again I buy them every year, play them every year. It's like mm, I'm gonna miss this, but <laughs> um, uh, at the same time, yeah, like I'm sure it's terrible trying to. I mean, I I don't know how they've kept it up over the years. Yeah. The next thing on the list, this is the one I, I, the trailer for it was complete nonsense to me. I have no idea what happened on that trailer. I don't understand it. It's called Flashback 2. I didn't play Flashback 1, but I think it's a real old game. I have no idea what this game is. It was no gameplay. It was like, I, it was very strange. If anyone can tell me what, like, makes sense of that trailer for me, I... I probably won't care even then, but which one is this it? is a game which? that is going to exist. Sorry, I missed what you. Which one it is? Flashback two. Oh, flashback two. I didn't even look at this one. The trailer like basically had like these like text, and then the gameplay was in the lettering of the text, but it was at an angle, so you couldn't really see any of the game. Like, and I don't know if it was the if they were playing the gameplay from Flashback one, or if that's this game, or what was happening. Again, complete nonsense to me. Um, mm. The next one, Witchfire. I don't think uh, th this one was an interesting one. It's a first-person shooter. Um, it's going to go early access later this year. It looked really pretty, um, and it had an interesting kind of like magic slash gunslinging slash gothic fantasy vibe, like uh, yeah. killing witches and zombies and, and using magic, and you know maybe you are the witch. I don't know. It looked really cool. Yeah, I, I think it looks really cool. I couldn't tell. Is this only coming to uh, PC? Or is That's this the on? thing. Is I think it's only PC early access uh, at first. Mm. And I'm just not sure how long that early access period will last. But the early access period was just PC, as far as I know. Yeah, I mean, it looks intriguing. But we'll um, play it if it comes to consoles. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Like early access, like you can do early access on consoles now, but like usually focusing on one platform for your early access is uh, is is a recipe for success as a you know, and so that's what they're doing. Uh, the next one, Chris. I was very excited about this one. I loved the trailer. It's a uh, Fort Solace. Oh yeah, this looks insane. This looks. Uh, I mean, so it get, it was giving me um, vibes of like I don't know if you ever saw the movie Ad Astra and mm-hmm. moon like it was giving me uh, both those kind of vibes um it looks really really cool it's troy baker the dude who did i can't remember his name but who did uh you said uh marston yeah Ar- uh, arthur morgan uh from, uh, from morgan, red Dead yes. two so it's uh roger clark i believe is his name roger roger clark yes roger clark uh, it looks kind of like it's basically you're like on a, is it Mar- do we know it's mars or is it just a planet i believe that it's mars i believe that they it said like in the interview afterwards that it's mars Okay, so you're on Mars and you're investigating like a an outpost or something, and crazy things start happening. Like it, it looks like it might be kind of horrorish, at least scary a little bit. They called it a thriller. They called it like a a, a, a action packed <laughs> thriller. That's what they call that's what they call horror games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spoiler: It was a horror game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horror game the whole time. <laughs> Oh, man. Speaking of horror games, the next one's also a horror game. It is called Routine, and it looks like an alien isolation, oh, but yeah. with robots. Crazy looking. Um, yeah, I'll, I mean, again, I, I, it's super intriguing. Makes me want to play it. I don't know if I will. We'll see. But yeah, uh, yeah it looks super scary um, and super cool. Um, then they had The Rock on there to talk about Black Adam. Um, nice. shared, showed, showed some trailer for Black Adam. Black Adam looks, looks pretty good. I, um, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> then they talked about Outriders expansion, some Nintendo montage and Fall Guys coming to all platforms free to play later this summer. Um, the next big one was High Water. Um, and this was a, uh, kind of an indie game, top down, uh, cell shaded look of a flooded world. Um, kind of post-apocalyptic where there's like, you know, there's still people around, but it's like basically everything's flooded and, uh, and it looked, uh, looked kind of interesting. It's, it's an indie game. So yeah. it's like, I will keep my eyeballs on it. One thing before we move on, like, uh, what was the game that we talked about right before this? Uh, the routine. Yeah. Routine. Didn't we say that that's coming to game pass? It said on the end. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it said game pass at the end. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like game pass, like. Uh, if, if any of these games come to Game Pass, I will give them a, a shot. <laughs> totally. Same. You're right. Because, like, the big ones, like, High Water, it's like, okay, if that's on Game Pass, that's a no-brainer. I'm going to download this. It's probably only a couple gigs, and I'm just going to, like, download it and try it. Um, any of the other ones, is like, well, what's the worst case? It scares me, and I turn on, you know, I, I, I can't sleep for a night and delete it immediately. <laughs> so, like, that's, that's the thing is, if any of these are on Game Pass, I will give them a shot. Um, then there was a American Arcadia, um, and this was the one that was like uh, you said it's the same developer that did Call of the Sea. Oh yeah, which we we were did we review? I think we reviewed. We did. It came out um, late last year uh, or middle of last year or something like that. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, it it's it's by the same team. It's it's not a first person um, narrative puzzler anymore. It's a uh, it's a platformer. Um, it seems kind of like uh, Limbo or something like that, you know. Mm. Um, I don't even know, like, it, other than the vibe that I get from it, that's kind of the vibe I get. And then there's less Limbo and more Inside. That's the yeah. vibe I get from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're trying to escape, like, this uh, This essentially, like, a, a city where everyone's yeah. on live stream constantly, so your whole life is just entertainment. But and, they specifically uh, call it a platformer and not a puzzler, so, like, that makes me think it's it's also different, so. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, it looks really cool. The, the, the art style looks really nice. Looks like it's got that cel-shaded kind of jet-set radio, almost, like, hand-drawn type of a situation happening sometimes. Yeah. Um, um, which is very cool. Definitely. Um, the next one that I have here is Goat Simulator the Third. <laughs> I've, I mean, I've played. I think I played the first Goat Simulator. It was I didn't whatever. Know there I mean, was a two. Did you know there was a two? I knew there was a two. Like <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not knocking it. I, I just don't see the appeal to it. I mean, it just it, you just. It's a dumb game. <laughs> like, I just yeah. never. I played the. I, again, I played the first one, and I just like. I'm like, okay, I don't. 
so Chris, I feel like it's. I feel like the 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 novelty of it is what's yeah. appealing. Yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely like a, also like a streaming game, like where streamers would like play it just to like you know it's entertaining to watch people kind of like do weird stuff in that game. Um, the trailer for it, if you remember back in the day, Dead Island Two or was it Dead Island Three? Had a trailer of like a jogger putting in headphones and then like as he was jogging, like the whole world like falls apart behind him with the zombie outbreak. Do you remember this trailer from from years ago? Um, what was it? Dead Island. Yeah, I remember Dead Island. Dead yeah. Island Two. Yeah, two? Well, and there was a Dead Island Two. Yeah. Yeah, it, but it never came out. Like one, whatever, whichever one never came out, where they basically released the trailer around the the uh, Xbox One launch. Pretty sure Dead Island Two came out. It might have been Dead Island Three then. But there was one that had a trailer that the game never came out for it. And it was it's basically the exact same trailer as Goat Simulator 3. But rather than zombies tearing apart the world behind the jogger with the headphones on, uh, completely unaware, it's goats destroying the world behind the jogger. <laughs> and so I thought that was a nice little... Uh, Little shout out to a game it must that never be came Dead out. Island Four because there was definitely there was a Dead Island Three as well. Okay, okay. Well, so Dead Island Four, whichever whichever Dead Island never came out. Um, the next one, Chris, on my list is Midnight Suns, Marvel Midnight Suns. That is. I don't get this game. Like I, like I watched the trailer. I don't understand what it is. Uh, like it, what's? I, I mean, I got there's I got the story kind of, but like of. I don't understand what this is. Yeah, it's and I feel like it's 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 got a an aesthetic to it that like is is drastically different than the characters that we know in many cases, um, with different suits and different looks and like that's all great, but like. I, we also haven't seen gameplay, so I don't know what the gameplay really is. It's for Axis, so it's like it's it's gotta be something like XCOM, you would think. Um, and but literally no gameplay this time either. Like, it, and so so I'm still confused about what the gameplay is. And so if you want to get me on board, like the story is like I don't I don't know. It's it's a Marvel story, cool. Um, but it doesn't seem like versions of the characters that, that I are already have attachment to. So it's like, I, I just have nothing here, man. I, the, 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 my interest in this game is like still like about like a four out of 10 <laughs> where it's just like, I don't know. I don't know what this is. I'll keep my, keep my eye on it. If it, if it sticks out to me in the future, like once I see gameplay, maybe, but as of now, definitely not, definitely not excited about it. Um, so we'll see. Um, the, the next one is one. Okay, so this is funny. Before I yeah. was to figure out, missed. Okay, so this is the thing. So I was just doing some research. Okay, so it was Dead Island Two because there was Dead Island Riptide. There's all these other Dead Islands, but that weren't yes. titled Dead Island Two. Also, there was a no. There's there's no Goat Simulator Two. There's just Goat Simulator One, and they've skipped two to go to three. <laughs> what? <laughs> so good that's really good i love it <laughs> that's crazy that is just as wild as you would expect that game to be <laughs> yeah that's great that's really good um <laughs> the next one on the list is one that i'm very excited for cuphead dlc the delicious last uh, yeah. course I, did you ever finish cuphead uh dude that game is so hard yeah, i got I can, to the boss I, I before the it. last boss oh my goodness i like there's the devil is the last boss but the person right before the devil which is i think the uh the it's the dice guy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got never, to I didn't that make one. that far and the dice guy is so annoying because the dice it literally is like you just cross your fingers and hope the dice roll correctly like it's it's literally down to chance and it frustrated me so much that I put it down and never picked it back up. Like I was, I fully intended like, Oh, I'm going to revisit that later. But every time I thought about the fact that like he rolls the dice at a point in there. And if he rolls a certain thing, you're just wiped out no matter like unavoidable wipeout, and you've started over. So like, it was just annoying to me. Um, the, the, the game of chance in there. Um, but if because if it was just down to mechanics, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll just get better at this, right? <laughs> but it's not down to just getting better at it. It's getting better at it, having the perfect run, and getting lucky. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, either way, like I, I don't. I wonder. I don't know if you have to. If this will. If you can play this. If you haven't finished, I would assume you. Yes. Can play it if you haven't, you finished can. It. It's. I think. I think they. They. They were on there talking It'll, to Keely. Um, Maya Moldenhauer was on there talking to Keely afterwards, and she said that it's basically just like another island. Like you, you could basically load mm, into your game, and okay. it's just there. So. I mean, it'll probably make me like come back to that game. Is what it's going to yeah. do. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Because that game is gorgeous, and literally, like the my, the one of the coolest things. I just wanted to like progress it so I could see the different animations, the different boss stages. Like, how is this thing going to develop and change over time? And it was always satisfying to uh, to experience those. Totally. Next on my list is. The oh, I just lost my place, Chris. Oh no, there it is. Okay, good. Uh, there's a Midnight Fight. It was like an isometric action game. It was like changed um, from like hand-to-hand combat to to run and gun style stuff. So looked cool. Uh, there wasn't enough there as far as the trailer goes to like be like, a, hey, I'm definitely gonna play this. Um, so uh, I'm just keep my eye on it type of a situation. If it gets good reviews, go then. Um, there was Warframe has an expansion coming out. Genshin Impact has a has an expansion coming out, and then there's Zenless Zone Zero, which looked interesting. It was like an anime action game. No idea what's going on there, but it looked like it had some really tight, uh, fun action. Um, then there was the big one, Chris. This was the one that I I will put out there as like my highlight of the uh summer games fest live tmnt shredders revenge yeah looks so good dude yeah dude uh i'm super pumped about it um can't wait for it to come out it's coming out quick yeah it's june 16th so like next week we're gonna be playing this game man super cool um and not only are we gonna be playing this game like next week we're gonna be playing this game with potentially up to six players co-op uh that was the big announcement they had it's not just four player co-op because you would assume the four teenage mutant ninja turtles you'd be able to play four player co-op but this is not only them but you can play as uh casey jones and you can play as april o'neill but you can play as six different players all at once on the same screen it's just complete chaos nice that's exciting i'm more excited about that game every time i see it Next week, man. The next game on the list, Chris. Nightingale. It's a survival game. Has an interesting concept that I thought like so it's basically like, hey, you're out in this wilderness, survive and craft things. It's like kind of like a Minecrafty type of a survival thing. And you can craft uh these summoning cards to go to the next biome, basically. And you can choose based on what resources are available, what different biomes you can visit from the one that you're in. Um looked really interesting. I'm not super survival kind of uh, person because it's just it's a big time uh, intensive uh, style of game, and so uh, but it looked like it was a really unique twist on the survival um, game genre. Nice. Saints Row has a character creator demo available now. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh I don't know why they did this. Uh, they said like you can create your character yeah. before the game comes out. I don't know. Yep. Yeah, it's free, free to play, free to free free to create characters. Cool. I mean, I guess and, that's fun, you know, at some level. Yeah, I mean, and like you can like you can just you know, at the very least figure out like, "Oh, let me see, can I make XYZ in this game?" And it looked like via the trailer, the really long trailer that they played about this, um it looks like you can do basically anything you want. Um the last three, Chris, are all very big. So there was Layers of Fear, which is another horror game. But this one was in Unreal Engine 5. It's one of the first games that we've seen with gameplay, actual gameplay. It's not like a tech demo, in Unreal Engine 5. Um, looks really pretty. Looks really scary. I like it. Uh, I'm not going to play it. <laughs> yeah, it looks great. Looks real scary. Um, then there's Gotham Knights had a trailer, uh, I guess like showing a bunch more about, um, Nightwing dude. I'm still super pumped about this game. Um, October 25th. Very excited. Um, and then the last thing, Chris, the last of us part one, uh, is getting, getting remade in, uh, PlayStation five. Um, and then they also have a multiplayer game going that they talked about in reference, but it's about a year away from them debuting it. Um, but yeah, last of us part one remastered 
or I guess remade for the PlayStation you know, Five. What's interesting is like I was I was watching the side by side comparison of this versus the yeah it's not re, it's a remake not a remaster because right. there's the remastered version of <laughs> right. the PS4 game and actually like when you, when I you, they were putting the remake next to the remaster I'm like I feel like the remaster looks better. Yeah, and in some cases, like I, I prefer the remaster, like the the older version, specifically like the character models, um, yeah. and because like that art style like can go a long way. Where it's like, okay, this may not be like photorealistic, like somebody, you know, whatever they wanted Joel's face to be scanned and look like, but like it's it's I guess more more um, artistic because it's like okay, there you know, it's it gives me more of the impression of what the character looks like rather than like photorealistic what the character you know would look like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um it's very interesting the environments obviously are uh are are gorgeous the interesting thing to me about like some of this is they talk about like so they're going to be ch- like swapping up the gameplay to be more like their original vision and i wonder like there's so so many things within that um that first game where they're like oh like Ellie doesn't ever swim and like you have to put like there's a lot of times where you're like you have to like she's on a raft and like Joel pushes her around or whatever and that's like some of the gameplay I wonder if they're going to tweak a lot of like some of those those kind of pain points or those like those kind of things out of it where or or lessen them or somehow alter them to make them uh, a little bit of a smoother user experience I'm not sure it's interesting um that was pretty much it the the they did uh day of the devs afterwards which i haven't watched that yet i i i watched the first like uh 15 minutes of it and it looked fantastic dude day of the devs is always fun because it's 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 uh tim schaefer and double fine kind of uh, showing indie games in the like each one in a specific way that makes them appealing like it's the the way that they show those games is just kind of the way that um, I feel like indie games should be shown in a lot of cases because it gets you on board as like the viewer of like, man, this, this is really unique or like this gameplay element is really cool. And it gets me sold on it more so than just a trailer does um, to have like the day of the devs, the way that they do kind of those, those reveals and those gameplay uh, demos. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely watch that. And if there's anything in there that like stands out to me, I'll talk about it next week on the podcast, but that's it for summer game fest live. Um, what are your thoughts on the show overall? I mean, I didn't watch the show as a whole, so like I can only comment on like the the trailers I've seen. I mean, I I think I said a little bit before the show, and like, and I still like it was a little bit based off of like I was having trouble finding just the individual things. But I mean, overall, like it's cool. I still feel like um, things like this are hard to uh, hype me up about whenever there's no like. Uh, console um, or huge develop like singular developer uh, involved. You mean um, publisher? A publisher. I mean, yeah. because uh, there's uh, so many of these just feel like like indie games. Like I mean, obviously there's the 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 Modern Warfare, the Call of Duty, and like the Marvel game. But like even that just feels like okay. I I don't know. Like I don't know what that is. Like Gotham Gotham Knights. I'm super pumped about. You know, mm-hmm. um, and uh. As much as I like, I love new properties, but I also like okay, what is you know two K gonna do? Are there you know like that kind of stuff? Like I love you know what is Rockstar gonna come out with? Like um, I want to know that kind of stuff. Like I don't know, as a substitute for E three as a whole, doesn't feel big enough. But yeah, yeah, that's just me. Yeah, I mean you know, and and you know, wherever you have shows like this that are kind of. Um, a lot of different sources putting things into a single pot and stirring it all together. It does kind of feel a little separated where it's like, okay, then there's this thing. And then we have a transition to the next thing. And then we have a transition to the next thing. And it rather than where, where, where publishers can get um, kind of, make those transitions smoother. They can make things like line things up to where they feel like it builds to a, to a, a nice peak at the end of a, of a conference. Whereas like whenever you're pulling things together like this, it can be a little bit more um, ups and downs like peaks and valleys yeah, and a little uh, scatter and, shot. Yeah. And but, that's kind of, I mean, that that's kind of how it feels. That being said, they did a good job of like getting the Gotham Knights and yeah. getting uh, Call of Duty like exclusive uh, gameplay and like the, I think that they they did a good job of like getting some big things as well as little things in there. Um, yeah. So like I, I you know I don't it's 
it's going to feel more like E3 whenever, hopefully, whenever we see Xbox, well, Xbox has. Yep. Um, just because I like, you know, you think about like the sheer number of games usually that they show in the course of 90 minutes. It's just like insane. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, that only really comes with volume and um, someone who has the capacity to do that. Right, right. Yeah, and like the uh and being able to basically like okay, what's ready? What do we show? Like what do we announce that's like brand new? Cuz a lot of this, you know, in many cases it's like okay, we knew this game was coming. This is like a deeper look at it. And then in many cases it was like okay, this is a cinematic. What's the gameplay actually look like? And in fact, like uh it was interesting to me like um Jeff Keely when he was talking to the developers like in the in-between kind of video situation, sometimes he would directly like ask them, "What's the gameplay?" Uh, cause like yeah. it's it could, because the trailer was a cinematic and they, they'll, right. then they'll describe it or whatever, but it doesn't necessarily get across that same level of like, Oh man, this is gameplay as, as so many of the, uh, the, you know, publishers, big publishers, uh, whenever they have their conferences actually are able to put across. Um, so yeah. it's interesting. I mean, that being said, I mean, it's better than no E3 Agreed. <laughs> like, and, and so I'm super grateful to Jeff Keeley for, you know, like content, trying to continue, doing his best to continue the, the, um, the vibe and tradition of an E3 type thing. Definitely, definitely. Uh, well, next week, um, I don't know what we'll talk about. Oh, we'll have the Xbox conference to talk about, so that'll be fun. Definitely. Um, you can find us online at staintargetpodcast.com on social at Chris Wright two five zero and John Wright seven seven seven. And at Stay in Target Pod, please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.